Hey y'all, I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 17. Yes, and I'm still sick. <laughs> <laughs> What's the 17 again movie or whatever with uh the thing? And they trade places. Chandler Bing? Yeah, but, no, well, not his real name, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Guys, we did French trivia last night, so yeah. clearly she's still thinking that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and that's 17 Efron. again. Yeah, 17 again. Yeah. Yeah, so last night we did French trivia at this local bar. Okay, so we had Tiffany and Brittany who were with us that have seen friends more than anyone on the planet, I feel like. Yeah. Well, obviously not because we didn't win. We did not win, <laughs> but they only missed three questions out of 30. Yeah. I was like, that is like insane. That's crazy. And I think I maybe knew eight. <laughs> oh, I think I only probably knew two. <laughs> God, it was they were hard questions. Like, I think one of the hardest was the, what was Joey's pin number? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just all the people who, like, really know friends are like, duh. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Brittany's sister, Sarah, she thought she meant trivia with friends. And so she came and she was like, what do you mean, friends? What is that? Yeah, she had, did, had no idea what was about the show. <laughs> so it was like, oh. Meanwhile, though, she's 20. So yeah. was she even alive? Meanwhile, everyone else in that fucking pub was 20. Oh, my God. I said, I told Donna, I was like, <laughs> remember that time we came to trivia and we were the oldest ones here? But we used to go to this trivia, like, yeah. every single Tuesday night. And I'm like, when did they all get so young? Because we haven't been going lately. Because we were usually record on Tuesday nights now. Yeah. But we were we had stopped going before then. But you know why? Because summer school's out. Oh, true, true, true. Like y'all need to get a fucking job and get out of here and let me have my old lady pub, right? <laughs> okay. So something else that I wanted to tell everybody. No, nothing big deal. Okay. So you know how I'm always behind on TV and podcasts, blah, 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 blah. Well, I have been listening to slash, I don't know, do you call it reading when you do audible books? I feel like we've already had this discussion and yes. Okay. Well, then I'm reading. Okay. So there is this author named Maggie Hartley and she's from the UK and she had, she was, she's fostered like 300 kids. And so all of her books are about like the different sets of foster kids Mm -hmm. and she fosters like the most difficult kids because she's really good at you know grounding them and helping them to realize their worth and all of that working through their issues and all this stuff and so every book is about a different kid or uh, some siblings or something that oh my gosh I'm on like the third book and I am in it to win it really also (laughs) the other day Donna got in my car whenever I my book was playing and she was like how do you listen to this shit? Because I listen to it on 1.5 speed instead of one. Because, I, I, hurry up. Well, she did talk slower when you did it oh my God. on one. But the 1.5 just sounded like too broken or something. It was not good. I listen to most things on one point. Well, because in the books I can do one, 1.25 or 1.5. Yeah. And I do 1.5. Two is just way too fast, though. I can't do that. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. What did I say? Sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> so anyway, so if you're into, if you like, like listening to audiobooks, that's a good one to, like, any of hers. And again, I think I'm, like I said, I'm on the third one of hers. It's not, like, sequential order. It's just. Yeah. she. I think she has, like, ten books out. 
cool. I want you to get finished with that because I want you to listen to In the Dark. I finally listened to the second season because I loved the first one, but I didn't want to like wait per week. So I let everything happen and I binged it in two days and it's like 10 or 11 episodes. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I need to talk to someone about it like pronto. So if you listen to it, Please let me know. We will message each other, like FaceTime, something, because <laughs> Carrie is not going to listen to it right now. I only have 36 minutes left on my book. And she won't let me tell her about it. No, I like to be surprised. But it is dealing with someone in Mississippi mm-hmm. and think making a murderer, but like how much it makes your blood boil. Mm-hmm. And you're like, really? What the fuck? fuck because it i will tell you it's about this guy from mississippi Mm -hmm. and he's charged with murder six times like they have tried his case six times how the da in that area is the one who originally tried it Uh uh-huh and every time he appeals it and like they're like yeah this wasn't right this Mm -hmm. blah 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 he gets retried by that same guy. I don't know For how. the same crime? Same crime. It's not double jeopardy because so has he it been- wasn't acquitted. Okay. Well, don't tell him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you anymore, but, like, that's on the synopsis. Yeah. You know. But, holy shit. It's like, of course, this was in Mississippi. Of course. But it's so good. She actually moved here. And lived here while she was doing that. I'm just like, I wonder where she's from originally and how much of a culture shock that was. Because it's like up in the Delta. Oh, which is like yeah, not where we live. Yeah. We like are in a college town and suburbs. Like, Yeah. It's so good. So if you like that, it's in the dark. And if you haven't listened to the first season, it's about the disappearance of Jacob Wetterly. <gasps> okay. 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 Yeah. And that was phenomenal. Yes. Okay. Because that makes way more sense now. Because I was like, when I looked at the cover art for it, I was like, mm-hmm. I know I have listened to this. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so good. No words. Because I'm like, I know I listened to this. Yeah. Why have I not? Why well, don't I understand? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's season so two. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. And Up and Vanished. Up and Vanished is about Jacob Wetterling, too. And no. I don't know. Who's that no. about? Tara Winstead or something. She's from Georgia. And she was a teacher that... Um, I thought I listened to Up and Manish, too. It's from the guy who did Atlanta Monster. That was his first. What's his name? I don't know. It's a weird name. I can't think of it. Anyway, but I didn't like Atlanta Monster as much as I liked Up and Manish. I never finished it. I didn't either, because that's how much it lost me. I listened to... Tara Winstead or Crinstead? Crenshaw? I don't know. Oh, well, that seems... <laughs> I'm a reliable witness, but I know her name's Tara, and she is from Georgia, and she was, like, Miss Georgia or something, but she was a teacher, and she went missing and then was murdered, I think. I mean, I know she was murdered, but I don't know. But he, like, opened up the case again and stuff. It was really good. But that's coming out season two, Interested to see who he does. Because he does a lot of Atlanta stuff because that's where he's from. Yeah. 
So if y'all want those podcasts, those are good. Like those are true crime, not pain is his name. Yeah, Pain Lindsay. He's cute. Is he? Mm-hmm. And he's got a good voice. Yeah, he does have a good voice. I think that's what I didn't like about Atlanta Monster. He played so much of other people's stuff, but the audio wasn't always great. Yeah. And it was lower. And then I'd like have it up too high. So when he actually started talking, I'm like, boo, calm down. <laughs> just go ahead and just call me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is cute. Uh-huh. I told you. Hey, Payne, hook a sister up. You like extra oh, large pizza? <laughs> you like some stuffed crust? Damn. <laughs> okay, so I totally started Googling him, and there's a picture of him with the My Favorite Murder Girls. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, he married Donna. A fucking course. <laughs> if she goes missing, oops. No, I'm oh just my kidding. God. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't put a restraint on me. A restraint or a restraining order? <laughs> a restraining order. <laughs> Do put a restraint on her. <laughs> yes, please. And a gag ball. Ball gag? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I know a lot about those. God, who the fuck are you? You've been in your toy box? <laughs> I was, was totally about to explain the joke. I'm like, no, I said oh the words God. wrong. <laughs> Lord. Oh, we put out our first Sinister Sightings episode. Yes. Yep. It, like, was, it was good. I feel like they know that, though. Well, I mean, it was a big deal if they <laughs> Whatever. I'm happy about it. Yay. No. I, me too. And I love getting all the stories. Yes. And, like, I cannot wait to read them all. I know. We have to do another one, like, yesterday. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, but we need to. Yeah. You ready to go? Eat somewhere? No, we just did it. I'm stuffed. <laughs> like, meanwhile, I'm holding the paper up with my stomach right now. <laughs> True Don't story. tell them the secret. And I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week I'm doing Anton Probst. Ever heard of him? P-R-O-B-S-T? Mm-hmm. Nope. A-N-T-O-N. Anton? Mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. So he was born in Germany in 1843. Did Ooh. another old one. Yeah, I was going to say... Oldie but a goodie. I feel like because the Toy Box Killer was so heavy and then H.H. Holmes was kind of a bust. You know what yes. I mean? Like, because he was so, like, this prolific fake serial killer. Yes, you know what I mean? he was a letdown. Yes. And so I was like, okay, heavy. Could have been heavy, but it was kind of like a meh. So let's do one that's, like, nobody really knows, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. So, he came to the United States in 1863, and that was, like, the height of the Civil War. Okay. For all you non-history majors. And, and history, history majors. majors. <laughs> <laughs> that don't remember dates. And I legit, whenever I just said that, I was like, I sure hope this article was right. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. <laughs> For um, all you people who don't know, this is it. And then be like, um, actually, it wasn't that. Fuck you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> My incredibly uh, researched blah, 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 Wikipedia. Yeah. No, it's not all just Wikipedia. Just most of it. No. <laughs> Actually, I didn't get any of this from there. I was going to say, Wikipedia doesn't always have, like, they don't have a lot of my shit. So. Yeah, no. Okay. So, back in the day, during the Civil War, if you... Vol- I thought you were going to tell us about it. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure we understand the Civil War. <laughs> 
That you can skip that page. We got that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, throw that away. No. Okay, so back in the day during the Civil War, you could volunteer to be in the Union Army, and they would pay you three hundred dollars for like signing up. Okay. okay, like a little bonus, an incentive, mm-hmm. a little sign-on bonus, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Okay, so when he got to New York, Anton, he immediately signed up for the Union Army and got his three hundred dollars. Right. Okay, he Pasco collected his money. Mm-hmm. 200 plus one. Yeah. <laughs> Math. But instead of, like, actually serving, he was a deserter. Oh, Lord. And then so he'd go to another town. Oh, my god. Sign gosh. up. Get He's his a three hun- Yeah, get his three hundy. <laughs> dessert. Go to another town. He, like, did this multiple, multiple times. So he's almost like H.H. Holmes was with yes. his other shit. Yes. So that's how he made his living. Was just like signing up for the wow. Union Army, getting his three hundred and leaving. Is it sad that I'm like these people are genius? I know. Can we just harness it for good, right? Can we be like white collar when they use that guy, right? As, you know the thing. <laughs> I, if y'all haven't watched that, you have no idea what I'm talking about because that was a terrible explanation. <laughs> Whatever. He was a crook, like a white-collar crook, like art, thief, blah, blah, blah. And then FBI was like, hey, you suck. We captured you, but now we need your help. Yeah. And it was good. And they became friends, and it was so awesome. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen was in there. Yes, she was. Okay, go ahead. I added a lot to that story. Yes, she was. So, in 1865. A year after. Two. Wait, I thought you said 1864. Three. Oh. Two, one. No. Um, <laughs> that's when his shenanigans with the Union Army ended. Okay. How much did he make, did it say? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nine million dollars. <laughs> We're going to write this story ourselves. He, at that time now, he's in Philadelphia. Okay. And he is broke as a joke. Oh, Lord. He was, never mind. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. So it is said that he spent all that money on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's free. <laughs> Al Gore had not been born yet. Um, no, that he basically spent it on liquor. And I'm mad at women because I'm assuming he spent it on liquor and then he licked her. <laughs> <laughs> so in the fall of 1865 he's like broke as it broke still broke still no money okay so he decides to find him a job and he gets hired on as a farmhand to christopher deering okay and he fell in love with the farmer's daughter no and then he murdered her and he threw her in the lake Okay, go ahead. No. (laughs) So Christopher Deering was an Irish immigrant who lived in this rural part of Philadelphia. Okay. He had a wife and five kids. So the Deering farm, which sidebar, Mm -hmm. and like, well, I think I used like five articles to kind of put all this together. Okay. Almost all. Five, five, five. Broadcast drive. Uh Um, R.I.P. Patty. Uh, he, like, their name was spelled D-E, 
A-R-I-N-G, mm-hmm. but on like one or two of them, it said like deer, like D-E-E-R. I was like, hmm. I wonder which one it is. Yeah. That's weird that it's spelled two different ways. Yeah. Not in life, about the same man. Yeah. Man, that was so fucking interesting and I added you. so much to the story. I hate you. <laughs> we were all just on pins and needles. You were like, here. oh my God, it's spelled differently. They were like, I wonder how it's spelled. Is it spelled this way? Is it spelled like deer, as in you're gonna get you're gonna hit Donna's car, or hey, is it? <laughs> don't even say that, okay? Donna's deers hit- are attra- deer, not deers. Deer are attracted to my car. Legit, Donna's hit like three deer. Um, they have hit me twice. Yeah, once you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> One. Well, no, twice they've hit me, and once I hydroplaned and hit a mailbox. Oh. <laughs> Flew through the air, hit a mailbox, laid it in a ditch. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. I survived. (laughs) So, the Deering Farm was just a couple of acres, um, and it had their little small house, a barn where they had a horse, one pig, and then just had, like, a little bit of grazing space for the cattle. So, it wasn't that big. Oh, I'm sure they had a spider. From Charlotte's Web. I know. I know. I knew where you were going. They had a Wilbur. (laughs) They had a horse, a pig. Do you think they had Templeton? Smorgasbord, smorgasbord. My love. He's our. uh, He's not a spirit animal. He really is. (laughs) He seems like me too. (laughs) Oh well, he was actually on cue, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, so he had a wife named Julia. And they had, like I said, five kids. And how they supported themselves was through the raising and the selling of their cattle. Okay. So they weren't very wealthy. They were just this happy family that kind of earned enough to keep them. Okay. So the Deerings offered probes $15 a month to be their little handyman plus room and board. All right. Well, oh boy. Clearly, he ain't really into that whole working hard business. He's right. like, I want to join the army and then not show up, and yeah. then join the army and then not show up. So he only lasted a couple of weeks and was like, I'm out. Yeah. And quit. Deuces. But, and two, like while he was there, it said that Julia Deering was like not happy with him because he was really lazy and like he would just be like hanging out in the barn when he was supposed to be taking care of the cattle. And yeah. he just was lazy. She's like, um, I'm not paying you to sit here and twiddle your fig, Newton. It's also said that he made some inappropriate comments to her Ooh. at the time, too. So she was like, to her husband, bro, what, you got to fire him. Yeah. Which he ended up quitting. So Probes said that he was in, like, really poor health and blah, 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 blah. So he was taken to a Philadelphia charity hospital. And he stayed in that charity hospital from December of 1865 to February of 1866. Damn. I love that one of the articles I read said, while laying on his cot in the poorhouse. God. (laughs) (laughs) Judgmental much? (laughs) So Probst is like trying to figure out how he can get some money. He's like, okay, I'm broke. I hate fucking working. <laughs> Don't we all? I got student loans. Oh, wait. That's me. <laughs> hate working. Lazy. Student. That's me. Anyway. So he's like, okay, I need to rob the Deerings 
Because number one, I need money. But two, I'm going to get even with them motherfuckers. Wow. He I think quit. That, I think that's probably exactly what he thought, too. While he was on his cot in the poorhouse? Uh-huh. Yep. So, he went back to the farm on March 2nd of 1866 and begged Christopher Deering to hire him back. Please hire me back. So, Deering felt sorry for him because he had been sick and in the poorhouse and all that. <laughs> and so, even though, like, his behavior before was, like, super lazy and gave yeah, Christopher's... Yeah, very subpar. Yeah, gave, and gave Christopher's wife, like, the creepy creeps. Yeah. She, they were like, okay. <laughs> okay. I have to read this, too. The farmer took pity on him and rehired... Old Thumbless. God. <laughs> thumbless. Thumbless. He didn't have a thumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who says that? I'm going to hire Old Thumbless back. Like, <laughs> he just was missing one thumb, and they called him Thumbless. <laughs> well, he was Thumbless. <laughs> we are going to hell. I mean, it was a, just a differentiator. Damn. <laughs> 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 I mean, if someone, like, mugged me, I'd be like, he was thumbless. <laughs> oh, gosh. But why didn't it tell us he didn't? Why did he not have a thumb? I don't know. Like, why did they spring this information on us now? <laughs> like, I need to know what he looks like and everything. I need to know. <laughs> That's the kind of shit you put in your Tinder profile. <laughs> Like, be sure to put a thumb, like, picture where you don't have a thumb. You get thumbs up in. <laughs> oh, damn. He's, like, giving you a thumbs up picture, but it's just the one. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is terrible. Okay, back to old thumbless. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if he sent you, like, an emoji with a thumbs up, and then you met him and been like, okay, catfish. <laughs> For the next two months. Thumbless. Yes. Old Thumbless did, like, good work. Like, he was not being lazy. He was doing everything he was supposed to do because he had an ulterior motive. Like, he had another plan. Yeah. So, Christopher Deering's, we're just going to call him Christopher from here on out. His nearest neighbor, Abraham Everett, mm -mm, Everett, Everett. (laughs) he lived a quarter of a mile away. Everett was... A little more wealthy. Okay. A little hoity-toity. Yeah. And by that, I mean he could afford the weekly newspaper. <laughs> so every weekend, Christopher's son would come to his house to borrow that week's newspaper. Okay. Well, one Saturday, the boy didn't come. And so he was like, well, that's weird. I guess they don't need it today. Yeah. Fuck and the then, news. Yeah. And then when, on Sunday, he still wasn't there. And so he was like. Oh, shit. Okay, well, maybe they, you know, they've been busy, you know, cattle yeah. and shit. But then he still didn't come for a couple more days. Oh, And so gosh. by Wednesday, Everett was like, mm, something's, something's going on. Something's yeah. fishy. And so he decided to go to the Deering place to see what was going on. Yeah. When he got there, he found that, like, there was nobody on the farm. The horses were inside the barn. They were... Horses were nearly dead of starvation. No. And they weren't dead, just nearly, of starvation and thirst. So Gosh. he so he gave the animals food and water, and then he went to look through the window of the house to see, like, what was up, you know? Yeah. When he peered in the window, like, it was all ransacked. Oh, 
Mm. So he was like, oh, fuck. Something's going on. Yeah. So he climbed in. He, like, broke into a window, climbed inside, and found that, like, every room in the house was ransacked. Gosh. The bedrooms, like, the beds had been torn and flips upside down. Torn? Like, the mattresses ripped, you know? Huh. Yeah. The drawers had been, like, rifled through, dumped out, all that. Clothing was everywhere. And there was nobody. Like, it was dead silent. There was not anyone in there. Not even a field mouse. Damn. So... He was like, okay, this something's not right. So he went to go get <laughs> Well, help. I would think not. <laughs> He's like, hmm, let me put these pieces together. <laughs> Channel my inner Sherlock. I don't know where the accent came from. Nor do I even know what type of accent that me was. either. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go get some help. So he goes to his neighbor's house, and then they call the police. So they go back inside the barn, and Everett's like, oh, fuck. I missed something. Oh, God. Well, he was... Helping the horses, yeah. he looked over the fact that Christopher Deering's body was in the barn and partially covered with hay. And then alongside his body was the body of a female. And he said, this is a quote from um, Abram Everett. Everett. God, why can't I say his name? His head was crushed to pieces, almost to powdered bone. <gasps> His throat was cut from ear to ear. Oh, my God. And then the female body that was found in there had very similar injuries. Oh, no, no. So then they kept searching the barn, and they found the bodies of Christopher's wife, Julia, and then four of the couple's five children. Wait, who's so female then? So... The other female that was there was a cousin that he had just gone and picked up, like, from the train station oh, or whatever. No. That was there for a visit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about terrible luck. I know. I know. And just like Christopher, all of their throats were cut and all of their skulls were bashed in. The kids? Yes. So, the only survivor in the family was their oldest son, He, William is his name. He's 10 years old. He had been staying at his grandparents' house at the time of the murder. So he wasn't there. Therefore, he lived. Can you, I bet he has so much survivor's guilt. Yes. Or had, because this was 1800s. Like, Um, how does he, how does he live? I don't know. You know what I mean? No, I know. I I don't, actually, no, I don't know. And nor do I want to. No. Because we've talked about this before, because it's like, and I like I know I've said this before on the podcast, but how do you even begin to mourn that? Yeah, because you have no one left. Well, and it's like, do you? I think I even said it like this: Do you mourn each individual person, or do you just have just one big mourn? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how do you reconcile that in your brain to yeah. mourn that many people? And then I'm sure the further out you get from it, at times you mourn different people at different yeah. stages. You know, because you know you're doing something, and you're like. Oh, my mom would have done this, or my dad, yeah. or my sister, or whatever, you know. But like at that moment, yeah. And it, shit, at ten years old, can you wow. imagine having to fig- no. like cope through this? God, no. Oh, and yeah, you did say that, and it was about Nanny Doss, her husband, one of them, because he lost his family in a tornado. Yeah, yeah. God, how do you remember shit like that? <laughs> Plus side though, one of the articles did like a little like side 
info. Mm -hmm. William did grow up and has, like, over 60 descendants. Like, he got married and had lots of kids. And kids had kids. and Like, he had a life. Yes. Good. Okay. The murder weapons were all bloodstained and just all around the bodies, just hidden in plain sight. You know, they weren't. They were just laying there. There was a hammer, a small hatchet, a full-size axe. Damn. Yeah. So, they were like... Okay, well, here are all the Deerings, but we're missing some farmhands. You know, like, where oh. are the, the farmhands? Well, so they do a little bit more digging, and they realize that one of the farmhands was a 17-year-old named Cornelius Carey. So then they realized, okay, well, we found the body of Cornelius Carey. Mm-hmm. So now where's the other guy? So they were like, okay, well, so we're missing this other guy. So clearly he's got to be a suspect. Um, Yeah. And they were like, nobody knows much about him. All the neighbors, the only thing that they knew about him was that he was missing his right thumb. Oh, thumbless. And that they said that he had um, really, like, poor or broken English and that he had an accent and that he was called something like Anthony. Like, that was his Mm. name. Sounds like old Anton. So just hours after the murders... Probst had gotten not very much further away from the house. Like, you would think that he would be like, peace out, I'm, I'm fleeing, I'm, you yeah. know. No, he was still in Philadelphia. He spent the night with a sex worker. In the article, they, this is terrible, but they said it was with a $3 prostitute, so I guess that's how much she cost. But Was that um, a lot or a little back then? Well, he made $15 a month with them, so mm. I would say a lot. High dollar. Right. Then, again, for the next couple of days, he hung out drinking at bars, and he would go to different pawn shops, like, where well, I don't know if it was multiple, but he would try to pawn things that he stole from their house. Yeah. Basically, he was just chilling. Like, he was in no hurry to leave. Yeah. So, on the day after they found the bodies, there was a police officer named James Dorsey, and he spotted Probst just, like, walking down the street near Market Street in Philadelphia. Okay, and he said, hey, that guy's thumbless. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just something about the guy and the way he had his hat really low. And no thumb. No, that made him suspicious. Then he walked up to him and was like... Oh, fuck, he ain't got a thumb. <laughs> and so Dorsey pulled Probst's hat on to have a look at his face and was like, good evening. And um, Wait, you said he pulled his hat on. Oh, sorry, off. <laughs> <laughs> and Probst answered, but it was like with an accent and broken English. And so he was like, you're a Dutchman? And Probst was like, no, me a Frenchman. Dorsey was like, you are, are you? Take a walk with me. And so he grabbed his arm and took him <laughs> off to the nearest... Police station. Almost said gas station. (laughs) (laughs) So there he, they did like a search of him and they found that he was wearing Christopher Deering's clothes. He had um, Christopher Deering's snuff box and his pistol. How did they know he had his clothes? He was wearing them. I know, but how did And his wife wrote in his underwear. That did they really? Christopher Deer. I don't fucking know. That's what I was going to say. Like, did they stitch his name in his I drawers? I don't fucking know. They didn't call me and give me the details. But, I mean, how do you know back then? I don't know. Go ahead. Maybe they didn't fit him. I beats the hell out of me. <laughs> Maybe he had on his gloves. Elizabeth Dolan was the name of the cousin who was killed. Yeah. 
Prost had left Elizabeth Dolan's carpet bag at a tavern earlier that day. Pretty sure that's like a suitcase. Yes, but isn't that something really nasty? Okay, right. It's something sexual, right? A carpet bag. Well, I was just thinking carpet, and of course that goes dirty for me. But okay, okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, so the police found that, and it had a bunch of different little things like cheap kids' toys, like stuff like that. That was all from the Deering Farm. Okay, so it's like we got you. Yeah. So the police transferred him to the state prison instead of the city jail because a kind of wannabe lynch mob, like, Mm -hmm. stormed the jail to get him. Ooh. So initially he said that he only killed Cornelius Carey and tried to blame the murder, the other murderers, on just some fake accomplice. So he was like, I only killed the help. Yes. Okay. And then his trial lasted less than three weeks. His attorneys were like, oh, this is all circumstantial, blah, 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 doesn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt. But the jury deliberated for 20 minutes and convicted him. One thing said, like, death row clearly agreed with him, like, because he was just kind of, like, in his element. Like, he was... Yeah, hustling. Well, and... No, what's the saying? Three hots and a cot, three hot meals and a cot to oh, sleep on. And oh, so yeah. it's like, okay, people are, I mean, when you have lived on the streets and you've always had to hustle and stuff yeah. to be able to eat and a place to sleep and all of that, when you get in a place that is deemed safe to you because it has those necessities, yeah, then you thrive. You thrive, yeah. And so, I mean, truly. And they say that he gained 12 pounds just in the five weeks between between the trial and the execution. Damn. So, May 7th, one month after the murders, he confessed. You know why? Because he probably had a lot of carbs. Because that, man, when you have carbs, you're like on a high. You just like <laughs> confess to everything. No one else has felt that before? No, I have. <laughs> like right now, because I ate fried rice for dinner. <laughs> I know. So good. So he says that, so now we're going to kind of go through his confession of like his version of the details. Yeah. So which, again, which is why I did it the way Mm -hmm. I did it. So he said at first his idea was to just rob them. But then about a week before the murders, he was like, you know what? I might have to kill him to be able to rob him, right? Yeah. So he was like, okay, well, I could just kill Christopher. But then he was like, well... If I kill him, the rest of the household's going to probably tell on me. So I probably need to kill them all. So the morning of the murders, Christopher Deering traveled with his little buggy Mm -hmm. to Philadelphia docks. So I think I said a train earlier. Not so much. To meet their cousin. One thing said family friend, but almost all of them said cousin. Her name was Elizabeth Dolan. She was from New Jersey. So that she was coming in town to visit for a little while. And then Probst and Cornelius Carey, they were working out in the field. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. (laughs) So it started to rain at about nine o'clock that morning. And because it was raining, Probst and Carey were like, all right, we're going to go just hang out under this tree while the rain gets better. While they were taking shelter under the tree, mm-hmm. Cornelius had kind of just, like, looked away from him for a second, got distracted, and that's when Prost hit him over the head with the blunt end of an axe. Mm. Well, that didn't kill him. He just kind of, like, fell over and 
was, you know, stunned by yeah, it. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Well, but I think just, like, body stunned. Like, not, like, unconscious, but just, like, kind of fell out, you know? Yeah. So, Probst turned the axe over and used a sharp end oh, and fuck. severed the baby's head. Oh. Baby. He's 17, but still, that poor yeah, baby. He's a baby. Oh, my I know. gosh. I know. So, then he pulled Cornelius Carey's body into a haystack and then started luring the family into the barn to kill them. God. What do you say? Here, I got some candy. So, yeah, so he lured the family in one by one, would strike them with a hammer, and then, like, basically kind of chop them up with an axe. Like, I don't think that he, like, dismembered them. Yeah, and a hatchet. Yeah, and, like, their throats were slit. And but I mean, he, he beat them. I still think a hammer is the worst out of all of them. Oh, God. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. So, when Christopher got home with Elizabeth, Probst was waiting for him. And so, he said, hey, Chris, come here. There's an animal that's sick in the barn. Chris, he calls him Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an animal sick in the barn. And so, he followed him in there. And once they got in there, that's when Probst attacked him, attacked him with the hammer and the axe. Fuck. Then, Miss Dolan, Elizabeth, who had gone into the house, she he called her out there. Because she was like, okay, I'm going to go in. Yeah. Put my luggage down, you know, get her settled. carpet bag. Yeah. So he told her to come out to the barn. Well, then, of course, he did the same thing to her. Yeah. So when he was finished, he lined up all of the bodies and and tossed hay over them. Like, I think it said, like, 50 bales of hay or something. Like, it was, like, Holy a lot of hay. Fuck. Like, so he was clearly strong, like, to be able yeah. to lift all of that. And so that was one of the things, too. It's like... Had to be this, like, strong man, you know, when they mm-hmm. were looking at, okay, who did it? Yeah. I mean, That's I, I guess that thumb really doesn't... I mean, who needs a posable thumb? Right. <laughs> okay, so after he hid the bodies, basically, he ransacked the house. He was looking for all of his money. Yeah. He found $10 in Christopher's wallet. Oh, my gosh. Which $4 of that ended up being counterfeit. Ah. So, I don't know if maybe Christopher was in on something. Probably not. I think he just probably had been swindled himself, you know. Yeah. And then he found a revolver, an old watch, and then he found $3 in Elizabeth's purse. Damn. So, after... Wait, was she a high-dollar prostitute, too? I mean... Because, very odd that it was $3. No. That's probably why he had $3 to pay the the sex worker. Damn. I mean... Okay. I just said prostitute because that's what they had said. No, no. But. Okay. So then after he, like, found everything he was going to find in the house, he was, like, took his time, like, took a shower, shaved his beard off, changed his clothes. Shaved, shit, and showered? Yes. Changed his clothes into Christopher's, ate some bread and butter, took a nap. Wow. hmm I mean, he had worked hard. I mean. Murder works up an appetite. <laughs> um, Murder but, makes me tired. <laughs> I mean, it's better than a melatonin. <laughs> Man, if y'all have melatonin, that shit is Knocks me the fuck mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like, my eyes start, like, wiggling <laughs> before I fall asleep. Golly. Like, it, like, makes my eyes, like, kind of go cross-eyed, but also have a little, like, nystagmus to them. It's crazy. <laughs> what? Um, 
Like you're, when you're asked like, oh, back and okay. forth really quickly? Yeah. See, like, that's the kind of shit you need to tell me. <laughs> okay. So after he had his little restful slumber. Yeah. That he goes to leave the farm. But before he leaves, he feeds the dogs and the chicken, puts out feed for the horses and the cows, and then just walks away. Well, at least he did that. He did. He did. And it, it I mean. It, that, that does say something. He has some little piece of a heart. For animals and not humans. Hey, I mean, I get it. I know, but that would have, as awful as this is, that would have been one of the worst parts of the story if something happened to the animals. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because that means they suffered, you know? Yeah. After Anton Probst was executed. Damn, moving right along. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, because I told you he was already guilty (laughs) and, like, executed. And so then, like, like, here's his story. I don't know. Details. Fuck them. <laughs> I took that from the homance. I know. Well, they say facts. So it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if his account of what happened is actually true, not none of the victims really suffered. Like, yeah. it was it was quick. He said that, like, after the first blow, like, none of them even cried out for, you know what I mean? Like, Gosh. they didn't. So... I mean, a little I know bit of a silver lining yeah. in that they didn't suffer. But oh, what I was going to say a second ago was that um, after his execution, he was delivered. His body was delivered to a local medical school where it was dissected and mm-hmm. all of that. They, they played with the muscles and made their arms move. No, they. That's what have, you did. I know. Well, not like played like <laughs> like like. Hey, I when know, this I angle know. of pull, what does that do to the arm? I know. Anyway. They were your marionette dolls, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, medical marionette dolls. (laughs) Okay. So, they deboned him. And that's, I don't know. I know that was terrible. I'm sorry. But anyway, so his skeleton went on display at a museum. And it is still in operation today. Holy fuck. Like, it's still, they still have his skeleton. Where is it? In... Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't know which one. Is it the one I went to? Oh my gosh, that a new member of our group, Amanda, they were talking about a road trip and she said if we go to Philadelphia, there's a museum and it's a medical museum. Yeah, that it that is the one I went to. It's the Muter Museum. Yes, that's it. Yes. I went to that. I went to a conference. Oh my um, gosh. I don't even know how long ago it was, right? Like it was 2010. Years? No. Oh. It was like 2010. Damn. I know. It was a long time ago. It <laughs> seems like three years ago. No, it, it was really a long, long time ago. It does. But I went to a conference there, and my friend Lacey and I went. Oh, and it was so awesome. I want to go. Yeah, it's a good... Like, I would totally do it again. Awesome. Um But... So, like, but you that's saw... Not, oh, okay. No, that's not where he is. No, because... Because I reread what I have written down. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it says that he was at the Museum of the College, and that college is still in operation today. So. Oh, okay. I mean, they may still use a skeleton, but yeah, it's not, like, on display. When the chief, his name was Chief Franklin, when he asked why, asked Probst why he committed such awful crime. Yeah. Says that Probst gave a little shrug and said, I only wanted the money. I killed the boy Cornelius first so that he would not tell on me. I killed the two oldest children so they would not afterwards identify me. I killed the two youngest as I did not wish them wish to leave them in the house alone without someone to care for them. I had no ill feelings to anyone in the family. They always treated me well. Wow. What a fucker. 
Yep. One more thing. Before he was executed, he was able to write a letter to his family in Germany, and he told them, these are his quotes, the terrible fate which has befallen me. Um, okay. I know. He did admit to the eight murders and that he blamed his behavior on his experiences while in the Union Army. Oh, Where he, quote, heard nothing, heard nothing, (laughs) heard nothing but cursing and swearing and soon became a sharer in every wickedness. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, he was a deserter that never saw one second of action. But he definitely saw those $300. But look, you know what? All these people listen to this podcast, they're all going to become murderers because we cuss. <laughs> well, that's like them saying, playing those games, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I feel like it does have some kind of effect. A little desensitization, but, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you don't but, go from, I heard some cussing. Yes. So I killed them. <laughs> Where they live. No. Every time. I know. Yeah. So that's. Whoa. Antoine. Nope. Anton. Antoine. Okay. I know an Antoine. That's why I keep wanting to call him Antoine. Anyway, Anton Probst. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is. So unknown. Such an unknown one, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Eight people. And you know what's crazy For some is that. money. That ended up being seven plus four, eleven, eleven dollars, <laughs> yeah. and some shit that he pawned. A shitty watch. Yeah, he got a gun out of it. Well, at least he got some three dollar nookies. <laughs> he did it all for the nookie. <laughs> like he really needed that money so he could spend it on that. I know. Like, because I mean, you know, he had that cot that he could be in the poorhouse with. He needed Gordon, nope, mm-mm. he needed Dave Ramsey in his life. So. <laughs> Gordon Ramsey's that chef, right? Yeah. <laughs> mean one. I mean, he needed him, too. Maybe he would have whipped him into shape. Right. I need but, somebody to whip me into shape. Me, too. Or just give me some whipped cream. I'll be happy with that, too. <laughs> on a coffee. I was going to say on my boobs, but sure. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> I'll take the coffee. <laughs> give me her coffee. I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, mm all right, my turn. Yes. You say that and then you yawn. Great. It's because I'm always tired. <laughs> That's Me, why and, she needs a coffee. And I drank a grande caramel macchiato before I came here. Yeah. And, well, we went to dinner, too, because, well, that's what we do. And well, I had, as people do, they eat dinner. <laughs> no, but, like, we went out to dinner. Oh, okay. Um, and I had Dr. Pepper at dinner. <laughs> so... Dr. Pepper and a caramel macchiato, and I'm still yawning. In another life, she's going to be a cat. <laughs> Ew. I probably will be. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for all you cat lovers. I just don't love them. Well, that's, seriously, you are a fucking cat. <laughs> you want to be touched when you want to be touched. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, fuck off. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know how Ambrosius used to tell me to fuck off with his tail? He'd, mm-hmm. like, flip around. That's Look at the wrist, but it was yeah. his tail. Yeah. That's you. Like, you'll knock shit off. You knock everything <laughs> off. Like, that's you. Donna just got her new phone, you know. <laughs> and she was handing me it a second ago so I could look at something. And the cord got, like, because she had it charged and it got, like, called around all the equipment. And I dropped her new phone. <laughs> it didn't break. <laughs> new flash. It didn't break. My story is. I'm going to kill Carrie because she dropped my new phone. (laughs) (laughs) We're reversing roles. She's telling true crime and then I come back and haunt her. Yes. All right. Picture it. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think I'm going to do this week? I'm picturing 1816. No. <laughs> 1943. No. Okay. 1996. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed wrong. All right. I am doing St. Alban Sanatorium. I, lo- I don't know what this is, but, <laughs> but I love, love a fucking sanatorium story. Right. Okay. This is in Radford, Virginia. And if you want to go, it's 6248 University Park Drive. Mm, fancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It ranks as one of the 25 most haunted places in Virginia. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the country or the world. No, in Virginia. I mean, that's... I'm pre- I mean, I'm pretty sure, but... Well, Virginia's old as fuck, though, yes. so... Yeah. That's saying something. All those damn colonial ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like in Christopher Columbus and shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, shit. You really hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's going to be on your Tinder profile. I hate Christopher Columbus. He's the fucking worst. (laughs) (laughs) But I still eat Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, (laughs) give me a leftover turkey sandwich. Oh, as turkey salad sandwiches. Oh, my God, y'all. Donna's mom. They're like, y'all with these tangents. (laughs) Donna's mom. That is one of the things I miss, not the most, but the most. <laughs> the most thing I miss about your mom? Other than her existence being amazing. <laughs> it was her leftover turkey salad that she would make. God, so good. So good. She would make Carrie and Tiffany extra mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> God, it was so good. All it had was mayonnaise and celery mm-hmm. and salt and pepper. Yeah. That's it. And it was <laughs> so good. Yes, it really was. Before it was a sanatorium, Mm -hmm. before it was even thought to be a sanatorium, it was land, obviously, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So during the 1700s, the city, Radford, it was close to the New River watershed. And so that attracted, nope, (laughs) that attracted Native Americans and early European settlers. We are both kicking it old school today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It must be something in the air. Probably because last night we felt old as fuck at that bar. Right, and we were like, let's channel our childhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was a young warthog. warthog. God, <laughs> way to take my fucking thing. Do you want to guess what happens here, too? Ghosts. <laughs> People died and ghosts. Um. Yeah, true. Okay. That's it. Podcast over. (laughs) Season one, done. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, Native Americans, early European settlers, I mean, it's rivalries all the time. Hey, Christopher Columbus. Again, fuck him. That motherfucker. (laughs) So, Okay, they had competition over this area since it was close to the New River watershed. Mm -hmm. So, in July 1755, a group of Shawnee Indians, they attacked. Oh. Yeah, so attacked, looted the colonists, and this was of the town Draper's Meadow, which sounds so nice. Mm -hmm. But they killed at least five people. And then took others as hostages. Oh, God. Yeah. For the survivors in Draper's Meadow, they left behind some grisly reminders. Like, one couple, 
they were presented with a bag containing the decapitated head of one of the townspeople. <gasps> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so, Mary Draper Ingalls was one held for ransom. Oh, my God. Why can't I not speak? <laughs> was one of them held for ransom in with the Shawnee tribe. So, before she was taken prisoner, she first had to witness the deaths of some people, including her mother and sister-in-law's <gasps> baby. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There's some variations of, like, the accounts that they say that she saw. Mm-hmm. But they say that Eleanor Draper, her mom, mm-hmm. was tomahawked and scalped. Oh, gosh. And Betty Draper's infant child was brained against the side of one of the cabins. Basically thrown no, against the side. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Like, what the fuck? I can't even. Uh, thank you for that mental image that's never going to go away. Right? So Mary did eventually flee from the Shawnees. But her little journey back to Draper's Meadow was not easy. Oh. Some sources say that she was forced to abandon the baby she had given birth to while (gasps) she was in captivity. Oh, no. Another one says that she had a fellow escapee, and it was a German woman, which is weird because you said about Germany. Like, whoa. Full circle. Yeah. Her fellow escapee, the German woman... Attempted to eat her twice because they were so fucking hungry. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, she was like, ooh, that arm, though. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> but, okay, so the trek back to Draper's Meadow was 43 days. Oh, shit. And a 1,000 miles. What? Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. A 1,000 miles? I wonder if that's what that song, I Would Walk Five... Uh, hundred miles. And I would walk five hundred more. Uh huh. That's equals a thousand. Even I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that first part. Like, yeah. On all of that, I mean, that's fucking hostile. Mm-hmm. Shit, blood, death, shit, some more. The land is tainted. Yeah. That bitch needs to be saged. Right. <laughs> so next is. The Civil War. <laughs> oh, God, which is, right? you know, better not. <laughs> One of the most violent battles happened at Cloyd's Mountain, which is in this region. Okay. And it said that the Union, you know, the one that Anton fucked him up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is why. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Union artillery bombarded the settlement of Central Depot from the ridge where St. Alban stands today. Okay. So, like, they, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all couldn't see that, but I just did an arm thing, which would not even, I mean, did they help you? No. It said this explains why many people who have visited today reports hearing rifle shots, smelling gun smoke, and seeing spectral mist rise from the hospital surrounding grounds. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, good. I'd be like, wait, is that Anton? He's missing that thumb. I knew it was you, Anton. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. I'm never going to forget that guy. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first thing constructed there was a Lutheran's boys' school. 
It was founded by George W. Miles, and he was like, I want to make the these boys future Southern gentlemen. Like, this is what's going to turn out here. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, like, strong and athletic and super smart and, you know, like, fucking superior race. You I know? was going to say. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, white supremacist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Aryan like Brotherhood. Gentrification or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you said too, though. <laughs> yeah. We were both um, right. He was the headmaster. And like I said, they had to perform well in the classroom, on the field. No pressure. Right. The, and because they had to meet high expectations. They would have to use extreme methods. Like, you have to win this game. So whatever you have to fucking do, yeah, you do it. Basically, they were like the Cobra Kai of Karate Kid. Like, sweep the leg. Did you not watch Karate Kid? No. <laughs> Are you serious? You knew this. I haven't ever seen it the whole way through. I've seen pieces. Oh, God. Okay. New thing we have to do. Because. Do we, though? Yes. I love them. I know Wax on, Wax off. And the chopsticks with the fly. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. I love him. Okay. Anyway, so basically they were just ruthless and like the chupacabra. Cobra Kai. (laughs) If y'all can see my face. (laughs) I knew that wasn't it. I did it on purpose. Uh Uh-huh. I did. I swear. Hurt my fucking feelings. That's what you did. (laughs) Anyway, because that's what they did. You know, like, he was their sensei, and he was like, sweep the leg. Yeah. When he knew it was his bad leg, and he was hurt. And then he goes, papa with his leg, and he did the karate kid kick, and mm-hmm. won. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so he was like, do that. Okay. And he wanted them basically to bully each other. Like, if oh, there's shit. some loser, like, you make him, like, be better. Yeah, as be better. A, But not yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. They said because of this atmosphere that they've done in this environment that they've created, it made a lot of homicides and suicides <gasps> frequent on campus. Homicides too? That's what they said. So there's an article and it said it summed the school up perfect. Said the atmosphere at the school was rough and competitive. It clearly favored the stronger boys or bullies as we would say today. And made short work of the more cerebral types like E. Blackburn Runyon. His painful experience at school was summed up by yearbook editor in 1904. Oh, God. E. Blackburn Runyon did not return after Christmas, much to our sorrow, as it put a stop to the football games on the terrace, which he was featured prominently as the football. <gasps> yeah. Like, what a fuck bucket. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. I Like, I read that, and I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Let me read that again. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like. That poor baby. Yeah. It said there's no official records that indicate students lost their lives. Of course on not. On school, but yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, of course not. This George Miles guy, he dies in 1903. Enrollment quickly falls, you know, because he's not there to promote his master race. Yeah. So it closed eight years after that. 
Then in 1916, Dr. John C. King, he acquired it. He's like, I have a vision. I want to introduce the nation's first top-notch psychiatric hospital. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was the Trump of psychiatric hospitals. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He was a former superintendent at Southwestern Lunatic Asylum. And he was like, they did it all fucking wrong. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it better. And we're going to be the best. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. He opened it. He was like, I want these patients to flourish. So he added a farm to the property so they can have a place to exercise and to play to, you know, like. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He added like a rooftop terrace. Damn. And stuff. He had a bowling alley in the in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) In the basement. Like, I mean, so all that sounds great. Yeah. But But you wouldn't be telling me if it was. Unfortunately, (laughs) it says, just as Miles' school didn't produce the gentleman he had envisioned, neither did King's uh, sanatorium deliver his goal of high recoveries, because a lot of them fucking died. Oh. Yeah. So, we know, back in the day, sanatoriums, they weren't nice. (laughs) No. Many of the doctors are like, hey... You cray cray, I'm going to give you a frontal lobotomy. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, you're brain dead or you're dead. You know, yeah. like, didn't work. Next time it will. Yeah. You know. They also did insulin-induced comas. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Let's just shut their kidneys down real quick. Right. Cool. They'll wake up and be better. <laughs> like, yeah. That'll fix their brain. Yeah. Meanwhile, it was probably a woman with diagnosed with hysteria. Right. Right. Okay. It said these procedures were very labor-intensive, and the staff-to-patient ratio in 1945, can you guess what it was? 45 to 1. Holy fuck, though. No. 48 to 6,509. Like, what? Let me do that, man. <laughs> You're trying to see if it really is? No. Oh. <laughs> um, That's 135 people per staff member. Wow. I don't even know 135 people. <laughs> right? Like, whoa. Because no one wanted to work there because they had to do so much shit. You know? Yeah. Which is so sad. And then, I mean, can you imagine, like, the undercare... You know what I mean? Yes, and nor do I want to. Right. I mean, can you, like, we know what happens at certain places here with way better ratio than that. Yeah. Another thing, schizophrenics usually, uh, were given the electroconvulsive therapy, Mm -hmm. which was deemed safer than the insulin-induced comas. God, which would you rather? Right? The coma. Yeah. So, of course, the ECT still had side effects. Yeah. Including fractures, severe memory loss, or spontaneous seizures. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But you wouldn't be 
quote unquote crazy anymore. You know, you'd have other shit. Then yeah. they'd say like you're fucking possessed. Right. So it says one of the most active rooms for paranormal stuff, because you know, like that's what I'm gonna get at. Yeah. I mean, hello. Was the hydrotherapy room. And like that sounds nice. Like hydrotherapy. No, like, I immediately went know, to like waterboarding. <clears throat> yeah, as we know it now, it's yeah. like soothing. Yeah, no. So Patients would basically be mummified in ice-cold towels, and they would be left there for, like, days. <gasps> like, wrapped up in these fucking towels. Yeah. <laughs> like, crazy. And then what they would be strapped up to in those towels were steaming that. So, I mean, it just kept... Oh, my God. Like... The amount of infection alone. Like, Whoa. Like, can you imagine? No. Like, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, that insulin-induced coma is looking real good right now. I mean, Jesus, God. So bad. One, can you imagine the claustrophobia that you would have? Like, you're confined. You can't move. You're wrapped up. You're chafing? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, the smell. Okay. Okay. Um, In your own shit and pee. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-mm. No, no. Okay. They said people who weren't like that, they would be blasted with water from a fire hose. What? Mm-hmm. For like, their brain. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. Totally. This place also became known as the suicide bathroom. <gasps> Because it was the location of four recorded suicides. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Those who have investigated, they claim to see a, a creature-like man crawl on all fours with glowing eyes. And they call him Red Eyes. They say it like looks like laser pointers in the dark. His eyes. Whoa. Yeah. Like, you know, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine... Like, being, and being like, what is that? And then, like. No. It's like, crawl, uh-uh. Like, uh, her story from the Sinister Sightings. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Like, With no. that devil dog. And it also sounds like, from the other sanatorium, Waverly Hills, mm-hmm. that the creep or whatever, that would come up on the walls and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Remember, and he, like, went down and like touched them it's believed that red eyes is a spirit of one of the patients who killed himself in the bathroom and that's why he is tied there and then a woman who had given birth to a stillborn child in that room she kept it in a jar in her closet oh and then later committed suicide in the tub i wonder if she was pregnant before she came to the sanatorium or if she was raped in the sanatorium probably that by a patient or or a thing. Yeah. An employee. Oh, my gosh. Well, they didn't have time, right? Yeah, because they were probably <laughs> actually, they were too busy mummifying people. <laughs> gosh. They had to do that so they can be like, okay, we're mummifying him for like four days. So now we can see these other 12 patients. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my God. 6,000 to 100, basically, is yeah. what that was. Like. Freaking crazy. And then, like, you hear about this, and you're like, at least it's not like that today. But then it's like... It is just on a slightly smaller scale. Yeah. In some places. Not everywhere. Yeah. I mean, again, 
if you are in a facility and you have family that actually like comes in and checks mm-hmm. on you and holds people accountable for their actions, yeah. you're good. But if you are all alone, you're fucked. Yeah. So another thing is from that rooftop garden, you know, that he did. Yeah. So many people tried to jump from there. So they had to put like a wire mesh. No. Yeah. Like, so it's like a dome of wire mesh. So. Like a, like when you go bungee jumping and they yeah. put the thing under you. Holy yeah. fuck. Like. Maybe that means something, you know, like, damn. Meanwhile, too, I know this sounds terrible, but I'm like, just let them go. God, they, you know, they're so tortured. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. But if they actually have people checking in to be like, how many people have died in your care, then of course that's why they have, but it's like, you don't care about them. No. You know, Mm -hmm. do them the only thing that you could do nice for them and just let them die. Right. You know, I, I know that sounds terrible, but it's like... Well, everything else they're doing Their existence is, is terrible. No, but I'm saying, like, they're... To just let them die is terrible, but it's like their existence, it's what they want, you know? Yeah. And not because of their mental illness, because of how they're treated. Yeah. So, in the 1990s, the Carolyn... Carlin, I don't know, Health System acquired the St. Albans Sanatorium, but it vacated the property in 2003 when we graduated. And it was like, perhaps a ghost drove them out, which maybe. Yeah. So then it was like left abandoned. And of course, people vandalized and three parties because that's why you can't have nice things because mm-hmm. people have Fuck to do shit. Teenagers. <laughs> yes. I love sanatoriums, but I hate it, Mm -hmm. like, at the same time because, oh, my God. Earlier when you said something about Scientology, what did you say? Oh, Dianetics. Was that at dinner? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because you said Dynamics. Oh, you have to tell me about that anyway. But, and then you said Dianetics or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought about Scientology today, too. Imagine that. We are, like, in sync. Better than the Backstreet Boys. Um... (laughs) But, okay, so since it was vacant, blah, 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 that got the attention of Tim Gregory, who was a previous patient at the hospital. So he was the new owner, and he said he made it his mission to renovate uh, the remaining buildings and transform it into a research and enlightenment center. That fucking sounds like Scientology. Uh I was like, "Mm, okay, Scientology. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) John Travolta's paying for this. <laughs> oh, shit. It said, I don't think this is, like, now because, I mean, it looks, like, all ran down and shit. But at the same time, now that I'm thinking about it, it probably is because this makes sense. Anyway, so I don't know if he's, like, actually doing anything with, like, the other buildings. That might be mm-hmm. his shit. But, like, where it was, like, the main building, it's, like, ran down. But to fund his efforts for his research and enlightenment center. People have to go up levels. <laughs> Eight of them. Right. So he hosts a number of macabre events, including an annual haunted house Halloween extravaganza. And it said, as guests roam through the building, they encounter zombies and mental patients, but can't always be sure if they're staged or are they real. Dun, dun, dun. They staged. 
<laughs> Zombies aren't real. <laughs> oh, shit. And I read some shit, and they said, like, some people really liked it, and then other people said it was, like, a letdown. Oh, really? Kind of haunted house. Yeah. Like, you wanted it to be awesome, but it's like, me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'd scream. <laughs> <laughs> me, too. I read some different things mm-hmm. that people went... And so I'm like, tell me all your shit. I will say, Zach, you're welcome. Now you need to learn about this because Ghost Adventures has not been here. <gasps> From all of my research I could find, I could not find anything with them. So there you go, Zach. If it's on the new season, you listen to the podcast. <laughs> you're already here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like recording it right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's been there. <laughs> and he like tweets us. Here, suck it, bitches. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be like, everyone listen to the podcast now. <laughs> All of your followers, thanks. <laughs> oh, shit. He probably attends the Research and Enlightenment Center, but. <laughs> <laughs> With his bedazzled jeans. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. There was a paranormal team, and it's called 3.33 a.m., and that is our fucking number. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so they recorded a ghost whispering, and it sounds like Deborah, and that was in the electroshock therapy room. Black Raven Paranormal, they were in the suicide room, and one team member was getting touched by something, and they were like, no, it like continually touched me. Yeah. It wasn't just like a, oh, whoa. And then, What was that? Yeah. Yeah. One year later, Maryland Ghost Trackers experienced something kind of like that. But it was more of a spirit jumping experience where the spirit went into the body. Oh, gosh. But I couldn't find a whole lot about it. So... I don't know if it was, like, something you had to pay for to learn about, you know, that kind of thing. We ain't doing that. Yeah, no. I mean, a spirit jumped in the body. Okay, there you go. We learned all about it. (laughs) They also captured EVPs, and they said that they saw a strange shadow fleeing down the stairs. Dang. Yeah, they said they captured it. So, again, I'll look and see, but I couldn't find anything. But maybe they have someone talking about the spirit jumping. The bowling alley in the basement, another hot spot, and it's known to be haunted by two female spirits. Allie, but not spelled like the other Allie, it's A-L-L-I-E, and Regina, nope, Gina Renee Hall. Allie is rumored to be a young daughter of one of the hospital's patients, and Gina was a woman who was murdered on June 28, 1980, somewhere close to St. Albans. Along Hazel Hollow Road. Hmm. And, like, all they found was, like, a bloodied car on the side of the road of hers. Interesting. hmm I feel like I've heard that before. That name? No, that story. Was that part of American Horror Story? Mm, I don't know. A car, like, abandoned with blood and, like, it, they pulled them into the house, this most Ooh, recent one? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Some other things of... Uh, full-bodied apparitions, shadowy figures, those damn shadow people. Mm-hmm. Also, people have said they've seen levitating objects, but I couldn't find any particular ones. Voices, blah, blah, blah. Same old shit. Yeah. 
Been there, got the t-shirt. So the one of the creepiest sites, especially to me, is called Donald's Room. The story of the room is that it was a maintenance man named Donald who lived at the sanatorium, and he was a known pedophile. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it said he expressed regular interest in luring young males who were patients to his room because he wanted them to get into his closet. The worst tale told of the evil Donald was that he raped and killed a young boy who was abandoned at the sanatorium. No. Yeah. I found one group, and I cannot find the name of it, so I didn't write that down. But they said, our approach with Donald started off as our retired police detective, Mike, tried to get a remorseful confession out of him using a ghost box. That didn't work. said, after that, things got weird. Really weird. We all started playing this little game with Donald, and I'll call... You light up my periscope, I'll get into your closet with you. <gasps> you homicidal ghost. <laughs> Long title. So all the guys in the room took turns talking to Donald, getting into his closet, and then Donald would respond by lighting up their periscope. And so he's. they said like they were kind of cutting up, laughing, but not being like disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Really not like, you know, how people like mock him and all that yeah. shit. But they thanked him for his time, but... It was like every time, you know, he would light it up when they were in the closet. Yeah. When they weren't in the closet, didn't light up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like definite. Absolutely. You know, talking. I mean, he probably got fucking ghost heart on. Right. Oh, my God. I wonder if he became a, a incubus. Well, I don't know. They better be careful. They get a little poke. A little pokey poke. Another spirit is known as Elizabeth, and she is known to sing to investigators. That would be you or me, like, always fucking singing. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrible, but we'd do it. Yeah, well, you sing okay, me, not no. so much. Well, one, they'd be like, what song is that girl trying to sing? Because you'd be all the wrong words. <laughs> me, they'd be like, what song is that girl singing? Because I'm all off key. <laughs> okay, another one is dubbed another person that we would be called Grumpy Old Man, because he has a tendency to create loud noises that include bangs and heavy footsteps. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's got Fred Flintstone feet. Damn. Maybe if you'd have paid attention to him, he wouldn't have to storm off and stomp. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it said even the attic has reported activity. Like, everywhere has yeah. something. Because, again, they had, you know, like, the rooftop garden. Yeah. Like, shit in the basement. But the disembodied voices have been called male and female and they would say, be brief, get out, that's you, it's not good, it has begun, that's, like, creepy. Yeah. Won't come, in other phrases. Maryland ghost trackers, they had, like, their whole fucking thing, so it's a lot. But they said this was dubbed the most active location on the East Coast. Hmm. So, there's that. Okay, so they said, downstairs, the bowling alley was used as a reward for patients, in that basement, the bowling alley and the boiler room are regarded as a couple of darker spots on the property. About, you know, about the two females. Yeah. Also, there's a demonic goat man, uh, shadow people. And then they said Smokey, the ghost of a rapist maintenance man. But they also then reference Donald. So I don't know who Smokey is. Like, there were two rapist uh, maintenance men. Hmm. Hmm. Someone got their facts wrong, and it wasn't me. Damn. It wasn't me. 
There's a rocker room. I mean, it's like labeled that because there's a rocking chair. Now, that is my kind of room. <laughs> and it's like the old school rocking chair like that you saw in sanatoriums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it reported, I mean, it's reported that it rocks on its yeah. own. Yeah. That's, that's your ghost. Absolutely. freaking <laughs> there's, there's a hallway and it's called Muffin Man Hallway. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's on the first floor. And it's named the Muffin Man Hallway after a volunteer, Jenny Johnston. Muffin Man, but it's after a girl? Yeah, because Jenny was dressed as a bluff- as a bloody muffin man for Halloween fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And event visitors reported not only seeing the Muffin Man, uh, like, as in her doppelganger when she wasn't present, but it would chase them throughout the hallway. What? Yeah. That's our worst fear, Carrie. Yeah. Like, being like, Jenny, stop. Mm-hmm. And it ain't Jenny. And she's like, wait, what? And we're like, that wasn't you. Oh, my God. And, like, then getting chased? Uh-uh. No, thank you. No, no. I don't no, run. No, no. no. But I would run from the fucking Muffin Man. Absolutely. So, like I said, uh, shadow people have been seen all over... They have been touched by shadow people, things like that. People have been scratched and thrown, like, they say thrown across the room, but it's more like a shove, yeah. you know, or a push. But no, thank you. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Something touched me that wasn't yeah. supposed to. <laughs> it said a tour guide saw something crawling around on the floor, and then it crawled up the ceilings. Mm-mm. And that was confirmed by Dead Files, Amy on Dead Files. I love that show. It's where she is like a paranormal, like psychic. Mm -hmm. And she has a, have you seen it where her counterpart goes before her and it's like an investigator? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like when she went, this is what she saw, you know, like how she goes But the other one's like like a retired detective or something, not like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he like tries to confirm what she's. Well, they don't know what each other have said until at the very end. Right. But, uh, so that was confirmed by her on that show. The director of operations has heard growls, screams, and people talking. And that was also confirmed by her. Uh, they said, again, with the glowing red eyes seen in the darkness, and it's believed that it's a demon holding other ghosts there. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And it says that objects have been seen to move on their own. Specifics, a specific room is Jacob's room, and that is one of the boy that Donald mm. murdered. Oh, yeah. And they say like fast moving shadows are captured in there, kind of like a kid, you know, like yeah. really fast. If you leave toys out in his room, which there are toys now where people have left, they'll be moved around. Like, oh, my gosh. I think that's one of, like, the biggest things because I'm like, wait, that wasn't like that before. Right. You know, and then I'm like, wait, well, was it? But and so I just then, thinking? Yeah. Try to reason it away. Mm-hmm. And that's what you don't want to do. Female investigators that go to the boiler room, which is in the basement, they say they feel overwhelmed or harassed by, like, people grabbing them. And then it said that it actually feels like the room heats up sometimes 
And so female visitors are told really not to even enter the boiler room because wow. like you don't know what could happen. I'm like, uh, I'd be like, all right. Mm-mm, yeah. Don't, don't have need to, to go. Mm-mm, don't need to experience like, that. Like don't need to go down to the basement at all. I'm good up here. Yeah. There's also a room called the whistle room and they say you can whistle any kind of tune and the spirits will mirror you. No. I'm like, uh, I know. Thank you. Um, can they come play cranium with us for humdinger? <laughs> no, I'm good. They don't even have to come with that. <laughs> like, no. I'm telling you, ever since I listened to that fucking Let's Not Meet, and it was a whistle, this guy whistling, all weird, and they don't want to meet him because he's weird as fuck. <laughs> like, I got out of the car listening to that, and I was like, wait, do I hear whistling? Like, it and was then, fucking daylight. And then you dropped your phone on concrete? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was listening to fucking My Favorite Murder when I did that. <laughs> I'll forever know that. I didn't even finish that live episode. You were so mad. I that was you- so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Bless their hearts. They get the brunt of your clumsiness. Yes. <laughs> so, since it hasn't been on Ghost Adventures, like I said, it's been on The Dead Files. Mm-hmm. It's been on Ghost Asylum. Which, the first thing I ever talked about was the hospital in uh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know if it was in Jackson. Yeah. Vicksburg. No. Vicksburg. I don't know. Anyway, it's in it's in Mississippi. They went there. Mm-hmm. So, I knew them. They're from Tennessee. And it's called a, a sci-fi show called Haunted Collector. Never heard of that. But, so, it's been on some... Some shows. Yeah. Just not... The show? Mm Mm-hmm. The important show. So, some other stuff from the Ghost of Georgia Paranormal Investigators. They said that when they were setting up all of the equipment to do their haunt... Their haunting. (laughs) They're just going to haunt over there. (laughs) When they were doing their investigating, Mm -hmm. they heard a woman giggling... Which, laughter, not so, so nice. creepy. Like, can you not laugh? Can you not whistle? Or like, tap. Or touch. <laughs> just just don't just, haunt me, Just please. be. <laughs> you, can, you can hang out in this area. You can move shit if you want to. You can leave cabinets and drawers open because I always forget to close them, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the front door, too, I forget to close. Uh, yeah. Brian of them, he said that he was pushed in the doorway of the suicide bathroom. He said it wasn't hard, but it was just like, move out of the way. Yeah. You know. I got to get to my bathroom. Yeah. Emergency shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He said he got scratched on his legs. And he heard some, like, knocking sounds. And so, like, they tried to follow it. But it got to where another guy that had been scratched pretty badly, and then it just stopped, like, when it got to that area. They heard whispering and, again, female voice and laughter. Larry said he was doing a Facebook Live, which we know how to do now. And he was like, all right, I'll be back on later, whatever. And he heard a female voice say, okay. Damn. Be like, damn, you know what a Facebook Live is? (laughs) She's probably like, that's what they all say. They say they're going to be back, but they don't call you. Because even ghosts can be ghosted. I was about to say, she's been ghosted (laughs) one too many times. (laughs) She's not bitter. She's just saying. He said that, again, they were following knocking sounds. 
through the hallways that kind of felt like they were being led somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, would Could stop. dissipate, yeah. Yeah. And, like, nothing happened when they were led there. Yeah. Which, I mean, hello, yeah, being led to your fucking death. Right? Don't be following that shit. Like, ooh, there's an ominous knocking. Let me go follow it. Yeah. I'd uh, be like, nah, I'm good. Scary movie rule number one. Right. Don't follow the creepy sound. No. Leave. Yes. That's when you get a fucking drone and be like, look, I'll fly it over here. Mm-hmm. Or... Like those, the robots where, like, the bomb squad sends in to, yes, like, yes. do it. <laughs> oh, and this girl, Melinda, she said that she heard the female say okay when he got off the live. So, he, she also heard it. And she said that she left the base. She heard some, like, old paper, nope, old papers being rustled. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing was there. there. Was no, yeah, oh, my God. Because, like, they paperless. environmental shit but then she said it sounded like someone sat like beside her on the couch Mm -hmm. but no one was there and she said in the boiler room she felt someone touch and like lift the right butt cheek (gasps) yeah damn there's some horny motherfuckers right we'd fit right in (laughs) carried me like um look i need to hook up so uh, i'm gonna go down to the boiler room your girl's hard up. Let me hit down to the boiler <laughs> room. Nah. Sort of. Be like, is it getting hot? Oh, yeah. I felt it on my butt cheek. <laughs> In the woman's bathroom downstairs near the file room, there was a part of the grid that was, like, holding the ceiling tiles in place. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of ones that you can, like, push up. Yeah. I hate those. But it was hanging down, and it started swinging on its own. And so they tried to see if, like, if you got it bumped or whatever yeah. and try to debunk it, but they couldn't do that. And another in the bathroom had like a clean smell to it, like it had been cleaned and obviously was yeah. not. Again, they said scratches, which, oh God. I know. Do you get a tetanus shot after that? I don't know. I would. <laughs> Me too, even though they hurt. They do hurt. Like, for days, yeah. A like, well, shot at hurt. first they don't hurt. You're like, oh, okay, and then yeah, it's like, it's like, good God, that medicine burns. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I've been lifting weights. Like, what have I done to this yeah. fucking arm? It's like, oh no, you just got a shot. <laughs> this guy Chris from the Georgia people, he said, uh, while investigating, we were walking into the purple room, and upon entering, I felt something hit my leg, and as I went to stop and check. Christy said that she had seen smoke or mist go from my leg upwards. And while investigating in the observation room, he saw a shadow come around the door, stay right on the wall. And he felt as if any time something was going to, like, step into the door Mm -hmm. from the hall. But it didn't. He said they were investigating the men's ward, the one with the tub and the wheelchairs, uh, and he said they were using the ghost box, and one of the guys, Ida, it's his name's Idaho. He's the one who got like scratched really badly. Mm-hmm. He said he felt like he needed to go stand outside the door, and when he did, there was a voice that said, "Leave." And I said, "No, he's not leaving." And then just a couple seconds later, he said that his arm was burning, and then they looked, and he had the scratches so bad. Damn. Um, yeah, and Chris actually saw the red dots, like the red mm-hmm. eyes in the bowling alley. Look, I 
am a wuss, and so I'm going to pretend like I can handle a lot of that. But those red fucking eyes, I could not handle. Like, red is a bad fucking sign. Nope, no, no. Could not handle those red eyes. Like, no. Unless it's a flight. (laughs) Even then, can't. I mean, they go on to talk about seeing shadowy figures and, you know, stuff like that. Which, again, oh, my God. Like, can you imagine being like, is that something? Right. No, it's just, oh, fuck. Like, it moved. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I see red eyes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. They moved that toy. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Donald wants me to go in his closet. No. I mean, he wouldn't want me, but. I mean, could you do that? I don't think I could to, like. Get no. an answer out of him. Like, I would be like, he's going to kill me in the closet. Yeah. Like, n- or if it has a door, I don't want it to, like, close on you. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-uh. No, thank you. No, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to have to eat my arm or something. <laughs> I go straight to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. When I get, if I, like, an elevator pauses for, like, just a second, like, it's going to get stuck. My first thought is, do I have a cup to pee in? <laughs> My first thought is, can I get up? Yeah. Like, to, like, pull yourself out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and be like, sorry, people who are rescuing me. You got to, like, come down here yeah, and. Send me a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, she said in the woman's, nope, in the women's solitary area, she smelled coffee very strong. And she also smelled perfume. She saw, like, white flashes of light several times. And lots of shadow figures. And she saw a mist form in the doorway of the purple room. And that was at the same time Chris felt that on his leg. So, like, oh, yeah. she also confirmed that. And she said that she heard, like, a loud thump that, like, something was dropped. But it was, like, right beside her and nothing There's was nothing there. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of sounds and yeah. shadows, of course. But... A lot of touching Mm-mm. and stuff, and that's just, like, one, it kind of makes me feel like they're just so lonely and so, like, asking for help. Like, True. Oh, my God, we're being tortured. Please help us. For eternity. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Nor do I. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But, like, just their poor souls. They were tortured while they were living in, like, unimaginable ways yeah horrific ways and then to be stuck there for 300 years so far i don't know 200 years something like that and to still be stuck i don't know i can't i don't know and then to think about like there's a demon that won't let you pass even if you are like okay i'm ready i'm there and then it's like this evil that won't let you pass like there's always a fucking darkness with yeah them. i don't mm. think i've ever heard of that though like with a place being haunted like that and there's like an, a demon there that's like keeping the people from passing over or whatever however again however the hell i mean works. i guess it was kind of like that at the sally house though there was that demon oh true true but it never seemed like with that though that the spirits were trying to leave yeah you know true I mean, I don't know. I didn't. These people didn't call me at home. They should have. I'm just thinking. Those jerks. I mean, Donald doesn't. He's getting a lot of fucking action up in his closet. I mean, he's like, I didn't even have to <laughs> do anything. He said, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there's that. I like both of our stories this time. Me too. I mean, like both of them were heartbreaking. Oh my God. A sanatorium is just like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know if I've told this. I probably did on the Waverly Sanatorium, but there's an episode of Lore that's on Amazon and they have lobotomies. It's about lobotomies. Yeah. And I was like, uh, skirt, I have to turn that off. Because, like, it, like, hurts my soul. Like, my Mm -hmm. knees hurt. My body hurts. I'm, like, so tensed up. I'm not breathing. I cannot. Oh, God. Cannot. That's also, like, the hammers and stuff. I was watching Grave Witness or something on ID. And it's like, whatever, whatever. And she was killed with a hammer. And so it showed mm-hmm. him, like, just with a hammer, like, coming down, not on her, yeah, you know? Yeah, But I was like, oh, my God. Like, my whole body just tensed up and I could not. Like, I no. really think that is the worst thing ever. Because it's, like, not hard enough to, like, knock you out. Because I feel like the axe would be more swift. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this is just one of those things that, yeah, she got beat, like, 16 times. Uh, last week, well, it was a blunt end, of, but, like, 30 times and just, yeah. you know, like, yeah. everything is, like, they're, like, pulverized with the hammer. And, like, we see what it does to, like, metal when yeah. you just hit it. Can you imagine fucking bone and skin? No, I can't. Okay, I can't. Nope, no more. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I got real worked up there. Whew. So, what did we learn other than... Donna goes way off on the deep end when it comes to hammers <laughs> and paints you a picture you can't get out your fucking head. I'm fucking Bob Ross, y'all. <laughs> oh, my Where's God. My I, saw, I saw a meme that said, what if Bob Ross was a serial killer and everywhere he painted was where he hid the bodies? What? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, Poosh, mind blown. What? Holy <laughs> fuck. Like, jokes on fucking Everybody. Ass. Like, no wonder he has so many fucking trees up in his world. He's like, you get a body, and you get a body, <laughs> and you get a body, little happy trees. <laughs> I feel like he was, like, the first ASMR, but he wasn't. But it was just, like, his voice. Yes. And stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so I forgot soothing. about ASMR videos. I, I, I'm going to go to sleep watching an ASMR video. <laughs> Take that, ID. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. But, yeah, I loved Bob Ross. And I always wanted to be able to, like... Mix my paint colors like him mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was just, like, always perfect. And he's like, oh, you just do like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, that does look like a reflection in the water. However, I would never be able to do that. No, fuck no. You know? Hmm. Okay, what did we learn? Okay. okay. Going back to yours. We learned. When someone quits and you were wanting to fire them anyway... Don't fucking hire them back. Right. You don't have to be the better person. And, like, if they were being lazy and shit, they gave you a reason that you wanted to fire them, and then they quit, like, yeah, just burn that bridge. Hey, you got off scot-free without having to pay freaking uh, unemployment on them. Right. I don't actually know about that unemployment thing. I just kind of made that up. <laughs> you know why I know that? What I Well, why <laughs> I think that I know that is... Okay. From the pilot episode of The Nanny. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when he's like, 
she's like, you're firing me? And she's like, you can't fire me. I quit. And then she's like, <laughs> no, you fired me so I can collect unemployment. <laughs> All right, two. If you have loved ones at a hospital or a nursing home, check on them. Yes. I mean, you probably have a great facility that they're at and stuff, but never just assume. And you know what? Coming from someone who works in the medical field, always ask questions. You, I mean, yes, are there some doctors or whoever that is going to annoy? Yeah, but who gives a fuck? This is your life. This is your health. Yeah, you know, you're paying for it. Yes, you're you're the you're the boss. You're the consumer. Like physician or not, they're there to help you. Yeah. And so, if you have questions or you don't understand your treatment, then you need to be informed. Yeah. So, and that includes for your family members, too. I mean, obviously, there's some things that they maybe not be able to tell you. But if you're if you're responsible for taking care of someone, you have the right to ask about their treatments and stuff. So, yeah. like, there's stuff like the towels and the lobotomies and, blah, you know, like, ask. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask. Because, yeah, pretty sure no one was like, oh, you're going to do that to my grandmother? Right. Oh, that sounds fine. She'll be fine for at least four days. Yeah. Let her shit and piss on herself. Right. And get skin breakdown. And yeah. God only knows what else. Hypothermia. I don't Yeast. fucking know. For days. Oh, God. Number three. Number three. If you have not heard from someone and yes. you're like, that's weird. Go fucking check on them. Yeah, don't wait like a week. And then their horses die. No, the horses didn't die. Oh, my God, don't even say it. I know. But, yeah, if you feel like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I've done that to you before. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Tiffany and I are like, okay, she's not answering. Like, I've come to check on you before. Yeah. Or at least call me and be like, hey, are you up? And I'm like, no. No, but I'm saying, like, before, I can't remember, of course, all the circumstances, but, like, we were, Tiffany and I were both calling you, and you weren't responding. Yeah. And so we were like, okay. I was like, I'm riding out to her house. Yeah. Yeah, we've done it with Tiffany before. hmm Like. Yeah. Okay, if we haven't heard from her. By this time. Yeah, we're going to go out there. Yep. I mean, you just got to. Sad, but true. You just have to be mindful. Well, because, like, last episode... Their neighbor in this uh, Velisca mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, they're not out doing shit." In like two hours, she was like, "I'm gonna go see what's going on." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it didn't help them catch the guy, but at least they weren't there for days, right? Like, gosh. But so, as it always comes back to, follow your gut. Yes. Besides, when it says you really want that dessert, don't do it. Eat the dessert first. Or just live your best life and do you. True. Very true. And remember. Creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.